eu aqui vendo Intergalactic beings of multi-dimensional realities. Welcome to Channeling. Hello, my name is Gwen Juvenal, and I'm here with guides in the garden and guides of the way of all, and we are gonna have some fun dream tending today. Yeah, dream tending, what's that? I don't know. How can you tend a dream? Is a dream like a sheep that can wander off and lead you astray, or you have to go and find them? Maybe it's like a duck that inflates and quacks, and then you get to ride him down the river. I don't know, but join me. Today I'm going to share a beautiful interview that I had with my friend Anastasia Pavlov. And why am I doing this? Because I, just a few episodes ago, shared me sharing a love letter with her. (laughs) And my sister-in-law, after she heard it, she was a little confused about who this Anastasia was. Well, let me fill you in. Anastasia and I met a few years ago when I was preparing to officially own myself as a channeler. We met during an event uh, and we were in a Zoom conference group kind of meeting and she stepped in and she was taking charge and I felt her energy and I'm like, you're my friend. I claimed her. (laughs) And I, I really, I claimed her as my friend. I knew there was something about her that was just, we were meant to connect. And we started chatting and instantaneously we were very close and really could identify our journeys that we were on together. The first meeting that I had with her, I ended up stepping into a space of dream tending, which is something that she offers to people. She is an amazing dream tender. And so after that, I interviewed her. And this is one of the most amazing interviews that I have done that I feel like so much information is being shared. And I think it's actually palatable. (laughs) Okay, check that box. Palatable. For those of you who aren't really familiar with dream tending or what it could be or why we're so excited about this stuff, listen in. Listen to the end because it is gold. Listen in now to the newfound friendship that I was developing with Anastasia Pavlov, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so, yeah, so I just want you to rewind. All right, rewind. 
yeah, talk about like kind of what the process is of, you know, when someone wants to get, do you call it dream tending? What, what specific, do you, is there a specific term that you call like what you did with me? Yeah, the work that um, I've been trained to do and that I'm feeling led to do, which is very intuitive work is uh, called dream tending and deep imagination work. And it comes from a depth psychology practice um, and through Jungian, Carl Jung, Jungian thought, um, and is uh, part of the life work and research of Dr. Steven Eisenstadt, who actually helped co-found Pacifica with a lot of depth psychologists, some of whom you may know, like, uh, well, Joseph Campbell is a mythologist with a famous Joseph Campbell. He's a part of that posse, as well as James Hillman and uh, Mary Woodman and Robert Johnson. But it's a sort of a part of that cohort, and um, so there's a sort of academic or um, psychological component to it. But also, it's very indigenous. It's very intuitive. It taps into a lot of um, traditions from around the world, and really into our own traditions of how we interact with the world and the lens through which we look at the world and how we are listening to what's around us and really settling into what's around us, how we're seeing, how we're being, how we're hearing, how we're experiencing. And that's something that will manifest itself, not just in you know our day-to-day -day life, but also within our sleeping life and what it visits us when the body kind of shuts off a little bit <laughs> and we enter into a, a deeper state of consciousness um, into theta and then into delta right and we're very much in a place where our psyche we could say our soul self can speak through us and through our lenses of perception that we use in the daytime in a much more direct way and we're tapping into part of our own psyche in that moment, but also into the collective psyche that when we do wake up and, and our eyes are fully open, we can then see hints of that in the landscapes around us, whatever was presented in the dreamscape that's also in the in the waking scape. And we start to realize that there's a confluence between the two and that really... It's, I almost get chills saying this, that, that we're all dreaming, that the body is always dreaming, just as my hands are moving, that the, the world itself is always dreaming, that we are all in this sort of dialogue with each other, that we, because in our waking life, there is this sort of personality self, the ego self, that really can take over sometimes in our past stories, in our complexes, and our patterns that can kind of co-opt you know, who who we are in truth. And so there is a little bit more of a thinning of that when we are asleep. And so like I mentioned earlier, there is this more di direct contact. And, and a lot of people say, yeah, but it makes no sense. But what is happening is this beautiful sort of presentation that's uniquely just for us, through us, from wild imaginings and images and situations that maybe couldn't happen in waking life. But here's the thing, it's really the stuff of fiction and people say, well, then it's false. No, it's the stuff of, of the ultimate form of creativity. It's creativity ex itself expressing itself through you in a way where finally you can get your thinking mind that's judging, criticizing out of the way so you could just experience it. 
in the dreamscape. You're kind of like, it's almost like you're sitting there and it's like, all right, you're not going to let me do it when you're awake. So here, when you're asleep. <laughs> and of course, there, right? There are. I love what you're saying. And I can see how passionate and excited you get in it because there's like a whole movement involved in it. Like there's this kind of energetic life involved in it. Like, you know, and I hear you say, yeah, people say, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. But if we stay with it long enough, for me, at least it seems, it makes more sense than real life. In yeah. life, what we, our brain tells us how things work becomes pretty stale, you know? It, and we can see the box for what it is. Yeah. Like the box being, this is how things work. This is how I was told they work. This is how I'm making my world happen. And it kind of breaks through, I think, the, mm, the, the imaginings that our quote-unquote reality is the only real and that's what we have to trust that there's something much deeper that we're much bigger and larger than that for me that's yeah. my experience with it and it's yeah. a beginning of to trust something deeper rather than yeah. the logic mind saying no this is this is how it has to be you know so. Yeah, yeah. And the, the logical mind that really is just a conglomeration of patterns from our childhood and from fears and experiences that we had that we're really living our lives from. That little wounded five-year-old, you know, that daddy yelled at and told, was told that you're only, you know, worth anything to me if you make a living and you, you have a certain life or whatever the trauma was, whether you were beaten or, or there was even sexual assault or something just horrible and you're living your life through protecting yourself and say no I should do this and the world actually agrees with you yeah you should do this this in fact yeah you do need to make enough money yeah I know you have to get a job yeah it has to be eight to five. Oh no if you wake up this time of the day you're a bad person if you if you go to sleep at this time of day you're a good person <laughs> and so on and uh, we are living in this sort of prison of shoulds and we're shoulding <laughs> ourselves to death and it, the, when you surrender um, to something that actually doesn't make sense uh like a dream at least you think it doesn't make sense like you said it actually starts to make a little bit of sense when you allow somebody in you know like me or somebody who can sit with you and hold space for the dream that's coming forward because really at the end of the day one of the things that i believe and i feel in, in having done this work and having been this uh, this wild dreamer for most of my life is that it's often the yearnings and the longings of the inner child that is coming forward and his, her, their need just to want to play and to be heard. And of course, you think of the child who's playing in deep imagination without even, you know, worrying about the fact that this netting that once held potatoes, like, no, this is my magical superhero hat, okay? I now can see things that nobody else can see. I see through the walls. I know what my neighbor is doing. I mean, and it's fun, and it's just so. It's playful. It's ridiculous. And yet you feel so alive until people shame you and tell you, no, that's not you got to get real, you know, you've, you've got to kind of come back down to earth when there is very real power in play. Um, there is a, an extraordinary TED talk by um, a man who fought to get funding for, for how play literally, for, not just as a child, but how it's essential as a child and how it's essential in every phase of our growth as a human being. 
uh, how it's essential for our mental health, for our connection more deeply within ourselves, as well as to our communities, to our families, in all of our relationships, how play is the real work of the world and how it is indeed sacred. That sounds like a, a, a shameless plug. I actually have a community called Sacred Play. No, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Totally, absolutely believe that. Like, it's so funny because you talk about this little kid that, you know, is being shamed. And I just want to put my arms around them because, you know, I came into this is this is my story, if you could say it. This is the story or the box um, that I came in with is really in a very impoverished situation. Like my dad really like there was he had seven kids by the time he got his doctorate degree we were we i mean our main things that we ate were um pancakes and uh if we were lucky enough and potatoes because potatoes were cheap and we grew a garden when we were lucky when we were old enough and we had tomatoes and corn and you know i, I probably was a little more healthy than a lot of kids because of that because you know candy and other things were not happening and um so I came from a real impoverished place and another like unique thing here I'm like getting into my story here um I was born pretty much blind and I was born as a twin pretty much blind and lived till we were really the age of we went into public school and fifth grade and my parents suddenly realized from our comments that we were blind like you know <laughs> you know and um you know i've come to recognize and honor like that does a huge lot to one's psyche you know um walking around and really like how we identified people was like in out of their shapes how they walked their voice all these other things that you know we were helping to identify what our situations were so you know, the moment I got glasses, we were walking to school and I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, there's leaves on the trees. And like, there's like individual blades of grass, you know, it was like this huge revelation of like the detail and beauty of life. But I don't think I was very present at all. And I didn't play very much as a child. I don't feel, and in that way, I felt like, I really didn't have a childhood now right now like i play so much more than i ever did as a child and there's and thus i feel alive like way more alive like i'm really present i'm really here and i think like play that's connected to the body that's all of it's connected together is so important because i really like i was like way off in the ether most of my childhood and not whatever was transpiring if there was play happening it wasn't connected to the body and so i think it's such an opportunity to like connect it together like yeah yeah that, that is so sacred and so beautiful thank you thank you number one for sharing that and we're also tying in the 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 inextricable is that the right word no the the undeniable um uh and most seminal importance of the somatic experience of 
dream tending, dreaming, of playing, of the body, of realizing that it's all play, it's all dream, and that we just try and pretend it's not in this waking realm, um, which is really what's going on here, and that when we're dreaming, we're actually the most awake, <laughs> we're actually being offered these insights into almost the cosmos, and into ourselves and into ways that we can expand ourselves, and portals uh, uh, that are entry points and gateways to do that, um, but to begin this whole journey and process, um, which again, I mentioned there is an indigenous component to this, there are elements of, of dream tending and deep imagination work that some could call shamanic journeying or a type of journeying, um, but really it's something that you, you don't have to term it that, it's a, you could say active imagination, it's really just just listening <laughs> to your own body and to and and to where your own mind and your own experience wants to take you but it it has to begin in a very grounded place within the the safety of the body and of the space itself so it's really critical to curate this safe space that we call a temenos, which is essentially a Greek word that means just kind of a safe container you could say is a very very loose translation of that um, I often light a candle or do it imaginally in um, a space like where there's fire risk and so on. I lit an imaginal candle um, in, in, in our case today. Um, and I create, you know, in different traditions, you can create sort of a circle, as it were. You know, I, I invite in sort of a protective space for myself and the person uh, I'm coming into space with. And then um, as we're going to begin uh, the process, we did our process a little bit differently because it just kind of came about organically. But I think we had already grounded into sort of our bodies and to, into each other. We kind of had, just like when you're playing sports or, or going to work out, you need to kind of warm up before. You don't just go into a full sprint, right? You want to yes. do some stretches. So it's so critical when about to do this work because it is in point of fact sacred you really are touching into tapping into a much deeper part of yourself and you want to honor that you want to honor whatever whoever whatever is coming forward by sitting still so normally i lead um the person through breath work um some type of pranayama i've been training in yin yoga um and uh, a much more gentle form of kundalini so there are kriyas and types of breaths that i can lead the person through and a little bit of guided meditation of uh, something as simple as just sit in your chair let your shoulders drop down away from your ears close your eyes put your hands on your body on your thighs feel your feet in the ground um and and you're doing it. Look at this. <laughs> we can we can do this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You just start to soften the breath. Let yourself feel even just five percent more comfortable. Notice the space around you. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your hands on your legs. What does your body feel like? What does the air feel like around you? Notice the breath going in through the nose, down through the body, out wherever it wishes to leave. Sit in and ingest the silence.
know that you are safe in your skin, in this body that has taken you for so long through so many places and spaces and held you. Thank those lungs that have let you breathe for so long, the air we all breathe that has kept you connected to not just your body, but the world around you. Thank your heart for how it beats and you don't even have to think about it. Your body is beating you, breathing you, pulsing you, letting the life force flow through. You just receive it. And your beautiful feet that walk you to and from on the earth, on the ground, have like the tree roots through the 72,000 nerve endings that are there in the feet. Like not just nerves, but roots that go down through the layers of the earth the rhizomatic layers of rich soil and nutrients deeper down through the earth, thousands of miles, 5,000 miles through the earth, past gems and crystals, metals, precious, precious things, gifts of the earth, your favorite colors, things you love to look at that sparkle, Maybe things that are right now surprising you, you didn't know you were gonna see down here. As you go into the core of the mother herself, of the earth, and feel the power and the fire, the molten core, and that fierceness that can come up through your own roots, nurturing you as the colors of the gems that you love, the amethysts, the citrullines, the quartzes, the different nutrients and offerings of the earth, rooted. You are rooted in her and pulling up from her everything you need coming up as you come up back through the soil, back through the roots of all of us connected, you and I connected. The trees of all of us in the one grove of humanity, of the earth itself, all of us in this connected rhizomatic layer pulling up the nutrients we need through our bodies, coming up from the feet that are rooted in this sacred earth, through the legs as it comes from the feet and the floor up into the body, embracing our calves and our knees and our thighs and our glutes where we sit and are supported by chair, by couch, by bed, through our core, up 
to our heart, fluttering out almost. Because like trees, we also have branches. We bear fruit. They're animals and birds that land on us, that we support, that support us with open hearts receiving that interplay and interchange of life, letting that energy move through the throat, the forehead, what some say is the third eye and Ajna that sees all, to the crown, to the tips of the hairs on our head, that then reach out like all the branches themselves out into the sky, out into the cosmos, out into outer space, into the farthest reaches of time and space. Just as we can effervesce out and let this energy go out through our fingertips, through our branches, we also know we have it within and flowing down, rooted in the earth rooted in each other, giving to life and receiving to life, letting others look at our fruit and admire the birds upon our branches, or even when the branches are broken and the tree barren, knowing that we will grow again and bring life no matter what. And in this space, you are here now, in community, in Tamanos, safe, ready, clear, here. Letting this settle in. Can let your body wiggle a little, your toes, your feet moving, feeling breath a little less shallow, a little fuller, present, warming up. You're in the space, you're coming back into this place around you here. Maybe eyes open already or fluttering open to welcome in a brighter light and a new perception as nature, seeing into nature and the nature of things. Welcome. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> Hello, all you fancy listeners. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you of the many ways that you can show your support. The first way is that whenever I post, you can listen and then write a review or send a link to your friend saying how amazing this podcast is. The second way to show your support is you can monetarily show your support by subscribing or donating. Subscribers get beautiful benefits like special episodes, live event links, and specials on my services. 
for whatever way you choose to show your support. I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now back to your awesome episode. So that is how we, one of many examples and ways by which you can ground. I'm curious though, and curiosity is the most important part of this whole process of anything in deep imagination, in dream, and I think in any form of play to engender art at the most beautiful level. Um, I'm curious if in this moment of grounding, if you would like to share what's come forward from the dream tending we did um, or uh, last week and the seven days or so you've spent with that dream and what came out of it um, or if there is something else that is coming forward you'd like to share yeah well i i just thought how that arose that first session was just beautiful um i've always dreams have been powerful for me and I've always felt really connected through them and so when I gave a thorough description of it and you started leading me into this it was only natural it was like my body was saying yes this is exactly what I want <laughs> um, and I feel like it was just like the beginning of a journey and um I don't like when I went back to revisit, um, what was really cool was um, something that I've, I've experienced is like, I, I have the intention, okay, I'm gonna visit. And it's as if it knows my time schedule. <laughs> it's like, okay, and like, like maybe I have a meeting at such and such a time. The 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 session ends and pulls me out exactly within like a minute or two of needing to be at this meeting that gets wow. or if I have a group meditation that I've committed to be with or whatever it is. Like it's like it is so connected, nothing is not known. And whatever gets to occur is okay to occur within that, within that time. And, um, and it's really cool to feel like the actual sensation of being, what I feel like is being pulled in, it opens, it's just like opens. And like you said, it's a kind of listening. It's not something that I have to work for. Yeah. Right. And if I'm working for it, that's a sign that my mind is trying to do something yeah. and it's actually blocking the experience. Right. And so yeah. it's not something the mind has to work at. It's something that it's listening as in my whole body and soul listening, like not only my ears, if that makes any sense. So, yeah. There was a question that I had though in this is that it's, do you consider this, there to be a differentiation between this and just channeling in and of itself? That's, that's a very good question. And the best way I could answer that is I have actually channeled and worked. That's how um, I, through this process, I discovered a passion for painting um, using largely acrylic paint, and I do it through this form of listening. 
but certain, shall we say, beings are present and um, I'm very much working with it them, him, her, um, sometimes I don't fully understand what is happening, but it's, it, it, at times they are revealed, um, and it is very much one person, um, or, or entity or being or essence, love, mothering, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent clear all the time, but with dream tending, it is a little, it's a little bit different in the sense that it's not typically one person or being or entity with which you're interacting you're 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 tapping into the fact that like native americans believe in a lot of other indigenous cultures that everything is animated everything is alive yeah. even this toilet paper roll because i'm a little sick i've been a little sniffly here's my vibrating <laughs> yes. Um, and, and on a, that can sound kind of esoteric um, and maybe too much for some people to, to understand. Um, you can also look at it at the simple uh, understanding of everything is vibrating with a certain frequency, a certain energy. Everything is a waveform that is actually now very basic science, maybe not in the 1960s or, you know, in early 1900s, but right now, <laughs> circa 2022, that's pretty basic science and as such even an inanimate object has as some type of energy imprint right and has a certain aliveness about it when you start to enter though completely into the imaginal realm what you start to witness and understand and this is probably the most profound aspect of it is that everything actually is in sold that everything has soul and is alive and the work that dream tending does and that Jung certainly explored through the red book which you know he never told anyone he was doing that came out after he died because it was too radical for his time but you start to go into these landscapes and you start to watch things animate and then the step beyond that is that they're not even animated and kind of bouncing around your mind's eye when you're doing this work, but they're illumined from the inside out. So yeah. they yeah. are fully fleshed out and yeah. formed. And that when you dream, in fact, everything coming forward down to the color, to the emotion, to the texture, the smells, because when you start to dream ten, you 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 they are fully alive. These landscapes, every infinitesimal aspect of the landscape, of the beings, of whatever is present, no matter how bizarre they might be or even nightmarish, they are fully alive, and they have the spark of infinity within each of them. And guess what? It was all curated. This, however completely strange it is, for you. And here's the even more magical part, and I have all these teams <laughs> all over my body, is yeah, that it I wasn't love that you're just... saying the word magic, because that's exactly what it is. I feel there's yeah. so many different forms of ways of using magic. Yeah. This is a beautiful one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just curated for you, you could say by psyche, and some people could swap that and say by God or by the infinite mind or the infinite consciousness or, you know, collective consciousness, but it's actually curated by you. Yeah. 
because it's coming through you. And this is where it can go back to channeling because it's like you're a vessel through whom these things can flow. And that is in part be why it is really important to create safe space or temenos because not to say that there are these insidious forces that want to come around, but we're tapping into something so infinite and so much for us to handle. And there's a lot coming through. So we want to make sure that we are mindful and we're setting an intention of doing this with care for what we can handle and that it, and and for what the body it, it can, whatever its capacity is and letting ourselves know that it's okay to tap out and also respect the fact that we don't fully understand what's happening, right? And we are in the unknown, but we're witnessing these things come alive. They're in soul. They're they're dancing around. They're illumined. They're their their eyes are on fire. We're seeing like the love of our own mother in them, and it's you know it's illuminating something. And you know it's so they're so very much alive. And we also want to have a deep and profound respect for what that is, for what we're tapping into, and and like I said, because I have channeled in the more say traditional you know quote unquote um you know way of saying of, of doing that you know with that you certainly have to have very very strict parameters what you're allowing what you're not allowing but likewise you know um though this is a little bit different there are still similar you know guidelines where you are in your power you are in your authority but you're you you're doing this in a weird way, you are kind of a passive recipient, right? You're, you're surrendering, but you're also very active and a part of it. So you're co-creating the experience as much as you're also in complete surrender to it. And because of the times where you're in full receptivity and also aware that you're going deep into your unconscious mind. So you also don't know what the bleep might come up. So there could, you know, we have stuff, right? We got stories. We have stuff like we were talking about the mind that is often just our, our hurt child that's kind of controlling us and making sure we're safe in the world like that stuff's there you know and even when we think we've worked on it and, it and we're present for that pain things can come up so that's why it's I feel it's really important to do this kind of work with someone with whom you do feel really safe and that has some level of you know training or awareness yeah. um, but also you know at the end of the day this is a technique and this is this is a way of just letting a dream be heard that is ancient and is communal it was meant to be shared it, it doesn't mean you can't do it on your own i do work regarding it and you did work as well that's that's also very much let's play not really even work but um but it is it can be done on its own but it's meant to be shared because one of the most important adages i think from dream tending is that a dream loves to be met in the way of a dream. The images love to be met in the way of more images. That's why it's also really helpful to like draw or sketch or doodle, right? Because it is so creative and that creativity likes to be met in the way of more creativity. So like if you're sometimes, you know, telling a dream, I might be drawing something that's moving through me in response. And then I share that with you almost like as a gift. So exciting. You know, so there are so many ways to to do that. And Russ Lockhart is a really beautiful writer and, and um, 
and depth psychologist Jungian, post-Jungian, who, who talks so much about this, about how Psyche speaks. And it's a book called Psyche Speaks. And, <laughs> and it's so, yeah, it's so resonant and so rich and so open. Um, well, I, I, so I love what you're saying about it because, it, I mean, the word that comes to me is communal play. Mm. You know? Because we have a kind of a communal psyche. We are all really here together. Yeah. But this communal play, it's like we're all unwrapping it together, you know? Yeah. Like we're all, uh, you know, opening up the package and going, oh, my gosh, look what's here, you know? And, and, and you know, taking out the pen or the painting and, and painting and then, it, you know, with our eyes closed and then like, oh my gosh, what's here? You know, like kind of that kind of play, which is like so fun to me. And you mentioned like trying to, to bring it into life, you know, when I dream and I found after a couple of days that I, I did have that feeling. I had the feeling that I need, I, I was wanting to like bring something forward and I ended up um, writing, I ended up writing a song um and so and i'm still wanting there's another song that's wanting to arise too for me and i feel that i feel this the song that that wants to come and i mean i'm an artist you know if someone asks gwen what are you i would say i'm an artist that's what i am like this is my dance this life everything that happened this is art this is art okay i'm an artist whatever i do i may give you a massage but i'm an artist okay <laughs> i may make cook a meal but i'm an artist okay i you know and and i know that's kind of a funny thing as as far as even though i feel like in a sense having an identity is silly but it's fun too um and it can be helpful um but i just Hello, all you fancy listeners. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you of the many ways that you can show your support. The first way is that whenever I post, you can listen and then write a review or send a link to your friend saying how amazing this podcast is. The second way to show your support is you can monetarily show your support by subscribing or donating. Subscribers get beautiful benefits like special episodes, live event links, and specials on my services. Now back to your awesome episode. Oh gosh, let me see. There's something that I wanted to communicate with you, which was really amazing in this. Uh, you know, actually the, the second when i did my second session with myself what was really interesting is that um i actually communicated at the beginning of it that i wanted to go into what was happening in my shoulder for almost almost 11 months now i've been i, I have an injury that i've been trying to heal from in my right shoulder mm -hmm. and a lot of pain a lot of pain dealing with feeling all a lot of different feelings just coming through and and you know part of me was like there's more there's more here and um wow things that, you know things that the the thing about it is is that i can in my mind say oh i think this is what's connected to it but really you know what there might be something else going on there that i really just I was had no clue. I mean, and it 
And, and you know, what came to me was really um, the feeling of hunger as a child mm. and um, the feeling of um, not having enough and mm. being in that poverty state of not even having, um, you know, a normal amount of toys, you know, to play with. And um, like, the amazing thing is how symbolically, like all these different layers were healing spontaneously. It's like, it's not like I'm entering into a room and there's only one story. It's like, oh, and there's a basement that's made out of a totally different substance and it's healed from a totally different plasma green substance. And, you know, on another level, it's playing out in this way and it's all happening at the same time and connected and they all reach in together because they all are one but you know it's like it's like opening a, a universe accordion and it's like what <laughs> like and and it's like it, that's kind of the experience that i had i mean whereas in one space i was experiencing what was a train set that i wanted to throw at the wall because that's all i had like it expanded so large and inside the train were like so many toys that came to life and suddenly the abundance was like immeasurable like it was wow. just so huge you know to to that kind of thing to sitting at a banquet table with with beings from from I don't even know where the universe, my intelligence, light, and 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 beings that are presented. I know through. I don't know how to call. It. It's like the social psyche. It's like the psyche, and you know the, this being that was like the. Um, oh gosh, he's like a joker. You know, yeah. he's yeah. like the joke. You know, and 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 being caught up in having interactions with him sitting at this table and having food from all throughout the galaxy present itself like and we weren't literally eating it like all we had to do was look at it and it just wanted to share its essence with with us like like it was just like here i am you know and yeah. like that was like edifying like we were being filled by it and like these kinds of experiences, like, and if I had, and I'm grateful that if, you know, if I had done it myself enough, I hadn't had so many experiences connecting on this level, my mind might have tried to regulate what occurred in some way. Yeah. And I think that that's what's so beneficial with like having someone like you who studied, who knows this, who can guide someone through it. Yeah. Because, because for me in my mind, I even noticed sometimes it wanted the story to play out in a certain way. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> let's just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you say, curiosity is yeah, so important. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. Who knows what this giant is going to say to me you know like, <laughs> like at one point he yeah. laughed and he's like leave it to a human for me to be able to appear in this hall you know because <laughs> it's shunned from all these spiritual beings 
and it had this, you know, human like covering or whatever, you know, yeah. in order to interact as humans. And he's like, ha, leave it to a human to invite me to the table, you know, <laughs> you know, and it, was, it was just hilarious, but so great and um, such a great thing. And I started as I was, you know, there's a lot of symbols that were occurring in that dream, but then, you know, two days later, you know, me being in a place that was really, I felt like just me connecting spirit to spirit with actually another life that I've had um, and that I've connected with before. And I, I never, I, I always was like, but I, this doesn't feel like it was on earth. No, it was, it was someplace else. You know, people talk about star children or people coming yeah. from different planets. I mean, I've, you know, there, there was one where I connected in with my sensation of being a, a mermaid or, uh, or a siren. I, I have a real deep connection with that. I've experienced that many times and actually being able to breathe and like, I have gills all over my body, you know, like this new sensation of breath being able to come through my whole body rather than like being connected to only these lungs you know and like what that sensation really is so like it's just amazing like the the variety of what can appear and like how how i experience it so yeah it's, yeah. it's really amazing to me yeah it's um it's infinite in its variations because it is what the universe is it is it is infinite it is the sublime and it never ends. It is all present. It is, it is all powerful. It is all knowing, you know, some say, oh, it's the repository of all that's ever happened, will happen, the Akashic records, it's God, it's creativity. I mean, I really feel like what is God, for lack of a better word, what is source, the source of all, what is all? What we all are is creativity, is therefore play, is, yeah. you know, the, the speaking of channeling, the channel, you know, Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks, it's all just supposed to be pretty damn fun, actually. <laughs> it's supposed to just be one thing that's like, whoa, yeah, and you expand and grow, and there may be pain, of course, you know, and, and, and difficulty, you're like a little lost and what confused, but then you're like, whoa over here and then you you know because you're not attached to what happened over here but you're like whoa look at that and it's and endless and infinite and you're like but then it's also endless and infinite and there's this thing and then that thing and, and it you build this beautiful momentum and it's also okay if there are moments where you just stop you're like this is fun <laughs> i need to take a fun breath <laughs> and breathe in the fun out the fun you know maybe get a cold or a flu and, and take some rest from the fun <laughs> and then go back to the fun um it's it really is this wild adventure and what you know a lot of folks get tied up when they you start using words like god and so oh no you know because there's this concept that that kind of infinite you know, uh, uh, awareness of being and being tapped into that momentum and that flow. It's it's something only the the high level yogis or the Buddhas, like those who are truly enlightened, people who live in a monastery their whole lives, or for some type of Christ figure, or when you die, like that. That's not something accessible 
here and now for some so-called average person, but we are all a part of the fabric of being. We are all that. You know, I could even take it a step further. We are all God. <laughs> we are all the, the, again, woven into the tapestry of infinite being. We are individuated aspects of that eternal consciousness. Um, and yet we also are that eternal consciousness. We're little droplets in the ocean, but we are all still the ocean as well. <laughs> and it is who we are therefore in truth. It is our actual nature, it is our being, and it is our birthright. And when we dare, and this is something in Dream Tending too that you can use, is like, just play with this. Like, just, just yeah. you know, just play with it. When we dare to listen to what the heart and the body and everything often around us is calling our attention to because sometimes we're just not listening to the fact that it's like like there's a bird out outside our window almost every day like how much louder can i be singing at you human <laughs> that's my horrible whistle impression there of a bird <laughs> You know, because that's the sort of universe somehow screaming at us, but we weren't even paying attention, um, you know, because it's like, okay, your dream, your job going to shit wasn't getting your attention, um, your, you know, the pain in your relationships were getting your attention, the dreams were getting, night, becoming nightmares, not getting your attention, so then there, here's this bird, you know, when really your heart is like, I used to sing, and I want to sing again, you know, and, and it takes what it needs to take for us to realize that everything is actually conspiring, not against us where we need to be paranoid, but for us, like Robert Bresney says, Rob Bresney, uh, in a, a state of pronoia, <laughs> where it's not paranoia, it's pro, like everything is actually conspiring for our highest good, because this is our birthright when we follow that, and when we listen to that, and we finally just say, okay, Normally, it's like, I've had enough. I, I can't suffer anymore. I, I'm done. I'm done. I give up. And then it's like, finally, you're letting me in. <laughs> and all this magic and beauty is like, okay, thank you for like cracking open just a little bit. And, and, and you feel a little bit of this, shall we say, medicine, right? And you're like, oh, damn, that, you know, that felt good. And, and the growth process is painful, right? You got to, because you got to have to keep tearing yourself open. But the more you hear that, the more, again, like, like Abraham Hicks says, the more there's this momentum and the more that you are, you realize, you know, who you are, where you are, and that, that, it, it, that, that joy really is who you are and is your birthright, that magic, that creativity. And you don't have to grab onto it and feel attached to it because it's infinite. It's endless. There yeah. is an endless. Because it's here always. Always. Yeah. And it's who you are always. But it takes a lot for the mind sometimes to to, to try it because it wants to wrap itself around that. It's like, no, 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 this is so infinite and big. You don't want to wrap yourself around. You want to merge with it and, and kind of flow into it and allow it. Um, and that's hard because we have been trained and we have gone through pain and we've had traumatic childhoods and things have happened. The society around us is often quite traumatic or we see things that make us want to constrict and say, no, this is too much and too big. But the beauty of it is that, as you well know yourself, Gwen, is that the more we start to allow that light, that love, that play, that creativity, that unknown in, the more the world around us finally starts to look a little bit more fun and magical and playful and safe and the more powerful we feel. And it's these steps and the more we grow, the more we grow. And 
I don't know if you want to share more about this, but you mentioned not just the more we grow, but we even feel no matter what we've experienced, our wholeness, our completeness, that what you said earlier um, before we um, started this call was so yeah. profound. And I, you don't, that can be too personal. Um, you don't have to share it, but it just was. You know, I am a sharing kind of a person. <laughs> I will drink my tea to that. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Just quickly, you know, what, while you were talking, I was just seeing you talk about, you know, cracking open. And, and I just saw this juxtaposition of experiences that we have, just like we talked recently. But, you know, the cracking open and the pain is because we're much bigger than what we're mm. we're using to try and confine ourselves and keep yeah. ourselves safe right we are much bigger and it hurts like freaking yeah. hurts and then we we crack out of it or we set that blanket down and then it's like i feel lost i feel lost i'm so much bigger now i'm so much bigger now and like this kind of juxtaposition of the uncomfortableness of like you know being so much bigger than what we're trying to like contain ourselves with and then actually letting that go and then the, there are these moments of just feeling discombobulated not knowing an answer which is awesome which is awesome which means really everything is possible anything is possible and we we get to learn how to like inhabit that flow of like having this objective body and yet being a part of that you know of anything is possible so for me play is like so important but anyways okay sharing um let's see um <laughs> Yeah, one, my, my dream. Okay, you know, like, uh, sometimes I sometimes I do questions to like, how much I want to share, but let's see what comes out of me. <laughs> um, okay, so during um, my last session that, that I had, there was um, in my life, there there's um, a life that I feel either very connected to or experienced in another time or something like that, that um, that this being was actually a priestess. And um, this, this, um, this experience of this lifetime has come up from me examining why I fear being heavily involved in spiritual practice, getting caught up in a specific form and uh and my issue with authority and um and so years and years and years of me you know kind of being with this and so this in this life uh, as the priestess um i actually which is something that's very dear to me right now is really um the the ability that we have when we join partnership in our energies and how we support and love each other and um in this temple i pretty much trained people couples how to interact in a way that brought power um to the situation rather than like someone was demeaned or you know it was a system a system that i trained people in basically and how they could interact sexually 
and um, thus with the energies and build up the vibration of the world so that people were more safe. Okay. And, and so in this lifetime though, I, I recognized um, that I myself, there was a lot of pain that I had had, and I caused a lot of pain in how I treated people. And I, I saw that my purpose became more important than the reality of love. Mm. And the purpose was initiated because of actually a fear as being mistreated and not identified as a source of power as a woman, as feeling incomplete. And thus, I wanted to train two people to come together in the right way so that true power could be felt. And um, so as I, I, as I visited this energetically, I looked and it looked like there was this parasite that, um, that had clouded my vision somehow. And it was tied to a, a visual, um, I don't know how to describe it. it it's a, a visual eye. I guess you could say a vision eye and like, like it had totally blocked that area. It was just like, it was like gnawing on that. And as I pay, gave attention to it, as I, as I was with it and just talked to it in, in a loving manner and said, Oh, thank you. I see the imbalance. So this was really about a balance issue. And I think it's really great to be in a spot where I'm seeing it's about balance because there's truth in everything and an imbalance is the thing that like skews things off right and so I I saw it and I thanked it and it slowly started to unravel which was, was so so it started to unravel up and actually it was actually a part of the spiritual beings entity it was actually just all pure light and so this thing that I had seen that I thought, oh, you're this parasite, you're a foreign thing that's attacked me. It was me, it was me being so focused on this principle yeah. that this thing, this vision that had to be complete because I saw it was, it was operating in lack, right? Mm -hmm. That it was, that it doubled in on itself and my vision was totally blocked. The vision was totally blocked because of it. And as it unfolded, it revealed it. It was just glorious light. This glorious being. It was just so amazing. And, <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh my gosh, hello, you know? And, and what was conveyed to me through her was that, and, I, and, and this is one thing, one, part of being curious is what is it that I'm getting to learn? What, what is this about? And it was that you get to feel right now your complete wholeness you are whole you are complete right now you are whole and complete and it it like totally removed this idea of like that i had to have something else in order for me to be powerful for me to really own that and um, I mean, this is something, an experience and a realization that's this blossomed through years and years within myself. But 
it just felt so succinct and so beautiful being able to see that life what was happening there and the dissatisfaction even though i was doing this kind of work that was supposed to be so fulfilling right yeah. but but because of where i hadn't sat and acknowledged this girl that had sorrow and that had been neglected and that had felt unsafe and i just got to be with her like it was so simple i just got to be with her and to say you know you are complete and all i'm here with you you know and so it was just a really beautiful session that i got to experience that and you know the more i get in this and have these experiences the more solidified i can feel in what can be these esoteric things you know these esoteric ideas that it's not just a concept like i really i feel it within my soul i feel it so yeah oh my goodness experience. Yeah, that is so sacred and so beautiful. Yeah. And so it's just such a wild and gorgeous adventure of, of traveling through psyche, uh, traveling through imagination. And that was born through you and your eternity of being and how and whatever you've lived before this life, but also just being open to that dream and sharing it and then letting it take you on this adventure since we last met and that's you know accessible to you always and yeah. it i just i wanted to highlight the that yearning for for safety and to hold space and one of the really beautiful things about about dream tending well there well two things i want to mention about this one one is that this is your sacred place and your journey and i think of a mentor who said it's almost like you're you are the, the the sort of clam right that is cultivating that beautiful pearl and if you open it up too soon and mm -hmm. just share it with the world it kind of goes back to dust to spit to it's it's not really a pearl you have to really let it stay mm -hmm. within its its space and and create safety for it until it's ready to to be shown because it is this beautiful holy thing this precious precious thing and that is your experience with this like you said some might think oh my god like this is like what you are you a mermaid are you a human what's going on <laughs> like i don't understand if i do a dream teddy session am i going to somehow be living a parallel life am i like is this like is someone just be making a documentary about me because i'm actually not in the matrix anymore and like i don't know like am i neo like i don't know what's going on <laughs> like, but um yeah uh it's it's it, it can it can really blow our minds and um I, I i have to say to that like this is the repository of creativity so if you're wondering where those novels come from that are just as fantastical or movies or poems or songs etc etc even miley cyrus when she went through a period of not being able to sleep was like this is torment because i can't dream and that means i don't have something from which to really feel filled with this kind of chi life force that helps to, to like, you know, water the plants of my creativity, you know, that is my creativity, you know, it was like her creativity, your imagination, you know, they were 
stolen from her. Um, so I, I wanted to, to mention that and then also mention that within this landscape, this, um, this, this sort of digging into psyche through the dream, which all dreams are portals or offer, offer portals into these other landscapes of imagination. And so there you are, you went through the portal. Um, you have not just allies that you can call to you for support as you go into that landscape. Like I mentioned, obviously a candle and sort of just saying, okay, you know, I am in like just stating, I'm in my protection, safety and doing this work. But you also have this sort of cavalcade of people there and uh, that can that are at your you can almost say beck and call or disposal um but that disposal has a connotation of like you can dispose of them but they're very much these powerful powerful allies and you already have them plus the dreams and the, these landscapes furnish more so i just want to mention that yeah. like for me you know ancestors like uh, my great grandmothers, I call like they really feel nurturing and loving, and I call them by name. Like, would you be present? Or my father or brother have passed on. You know, um, people who are elders. You know, in in my life, my soul family, as it were. You know, I've I've different people who've helped me throughout life for now. Um, you know, quite elderly, but have been elders to me. Um, it doesn't have to be something, you know, completely esoteric. But then also. In doing this work, so for example, like if, if you if you wish uh, to play with me a little bit, um, uh, and and you're open to this, mm -hmm. there is you made a few really interesting gestures, and one that was so powerful was this, right? So what we're we're the parasites that were right folds up. And mm -hmm. it, yeah, and you yeah. and what and it's revealed to you your wholeness, your completeness, the fact yeah. that it's all light. Yeah, just doing that. What do you feel when you do that? Yeah, it it doubt. I mean, I can feel it in my third eye, particularly. Yeah. Um, you know, and and as I mean expressed even just earlier to you, you know, like this identification of being blind of a visual. Mm. Thing. It, it, yeah. it show up in different ways in my psyche and everything and yeah and it's so it's it's really amazing to like yeah like even just doing that a few times like there's vision right here like like if i close my eyes i am in vision like yeah. right now like and it's clear like it's clear it's like a, a real life vision like i'm seeing like a real landscape like yeah it's like there so so like right now it's like i'm seeing hawaii but there's snow okay wow that's interesting <laughs> i don't know wow. <laughs> all right that's cool but no yeah so that's cool so like when yeah. that kind of emotion comes up just practicing that and feeling yeah. what that is yeah, feeling that when I, I doing it with you and in this kind of very charged, beautiful, you know, atmosphere that we have between us, this sort of connection, like I get chills going down my arms up. It's like an energy that wants to kind of, you know, exalt and and praise and 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 glorify and just be. It's, we were talking about earlier, like that fun. Like I feel, I just feel like energy that's just wants to shoot out, and I it reminds me too of your 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 shoulder, your your your. The sort of the pain that you were mentioning earlier 
Yeah. There's something, I mean, I, I, I actually do have some uh, shoulder um, issues myself uh, that are quite ongoing and, and from deep, um, yeah, trauma and pain too, uh, physical and psycho-emotion, so uh, psycho-emotional. So I do, there's something about that too. I think that's resonating through me. That's, wow. uh, but it's for, for, for you, what you mentioned in, in dream, yeah, and, and your, your sort of, um, work after the dream tending is this yeah there is a again we could call it an entry point uh, it's like a portal it could be a sort of ally a guide okay. just the gesture because our body is our most powerful ally we're in our body <laughs> it's always dreaming it's also the container of everything we've ever experienced in this human form and it is almost like an antenna Kyle Cease talks about this, where we're this antenna for the for the universe too, for anything to come through. And again, this is where there's that kind of conflation of it's a little bit like channeling, but it's also just, just so. We're opening up into just who we are, all that is, and how beautiful that we, that everything is interconnected and that something that, that how beautiful that your, your time in that, that beautiful imaginary space just, uh, you know, yielded to you this, this beautiful gesture that could be almost like, like we mentioned once, like you, you know, you could get very sick, you could end up in a hospital and no visitors allowed, but guess who could come with you? This gesture could come with you. <laughs> if, right? It could open up and it could, I mean, just doing it for me, I could, I feel energy moving all throughout my body just doing it. And this isn't even my dream. This is your dream, but it's healing me too. <laughs> And the, the beauty of doing it in community, um, I'm, I'm curious, so gesture, if, if this gesture, if it had a name, like, like, or like, or a color, or like a way to say old friend. If it had, if it had, a, if, if it had a name, it would be Rise. Rise? Like R-I-S-E, Rise? Yeah. I love like, that. Yeah. Rise. Uh, it feels so powerful. It feels like feels like an element you're like earth wind fire like it feels like it has like a force of nature in it yeah yeah okay. and it's, like what i'm feeling too is now kind of almost like this golden um energy like right through the top like just yeah like, i almost feel like i'm crowned with the sun or something like oh wow <laughs> the sun. oh that's beautiful <laughs> Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, it matches your hairdo. And I do, I have to, so another facet of um, dream tending is uh, what's called amplification and meaning tapping into sort of the cultural um, stories, mythologies, uh, the archetypes that are, you know, tied to perhaps, uh, or, or just are possibilities of, 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 um, of furthering, you know, the dream or the images and, you know, the, the, the sun, of course, is, is sort of the sacred masculine, and we think of the solar consciousness and also the solar plexus and the bright sun that shines sort of as our personality self. And I think of you as this high priestess and of priestess and embodying her sacred feminine, and yet there was this kind of uh, a, a disconnect, right, an imbalance. But then the what's beautiful is that right with rise and rising up right and now with sun it's almost like there is a balance between that feminine power and then the masculine power um that are now quite both in equilibrium 
and were always there to begin with. You just had to have that feeling of, of kind of breakdown through that, you know, journey that you went on in imagination. Um, and then, you know, it's not a parasite. In point of fact, it's a union. Uh, you know, the unions can say it's a union between the animus and the anima, or the, you know, the, the male, the female. Um, but it's, it's just the union of your parts that are whole and always were and always will be. You just had a little bit of a, a vision issue, right? Just a perspective issue, which kind of leads back to what you were saying about that, that childhood blindness and lack of vision. When in point of fact, I have to say, I've done a fair amount of dream tenting now in the last few years, and I've never ever done a session with someone who imagines and sees so clearly your sight and your ability for in the sight to internally view and to perceive is profound it is on a level that is so expansive and you're tapped into the artistry of all that is and to your own artistry and i think if there's sort of like an intuitive offering that's coming through me for you throughout this is really just to explore more ways that your own art that's flowing through you, that you feel called to, you can come through, even in ways that are unexpected, like even take time to journal, like what that might look like, or just explore, like listen, like if something suddenly grabs your attention, even something as silly as like, I don't know, walk into a video store today, like a DVDs, whatever, like, wait, what? You know, and then you're like looking at it, you realize, oh, I'm gonna like buy old DVDs and then I'm gonna like take the plastic and make sculptures. Like, I don't, you know, you don't know where that could lead you. Um, but because, you know, art expresses itself and creation in countless ways, not just obviously in the in the visual arts or, or, or in writing or in, um, you know, photography or so on. Um, you know, it could be in, in, in the ways we do business or, or talk to other people, the art of conversation. I mean, it can be the art of silence, <laughs> creativity of silence. I mean, it, it, could, it's, it is really all that is, but I just feel you are tapping into these levels of your imagination that I've, I mean, I've, like I said, I've worked with some extraordinary people and it's just really remarkable how fertile basically second <laughs> like the renaissance <laughs> like shakespeare yes i have fertility issue <laughs> you are so fertile <laughs> go out and populate the world with your art you have four children that came out of my loins so <laughs> i'm getting a hot flash from that oh my god <laughs> No, I, I like so appreciate your words because a part of me, I actually had a dream that part of part of it during this week was um, kind of uh, ironically uh, death kind of mimicking saying that I was just mimicking people that, you know, just get real with it. Gwen. like, if you're going to do it, like really do it. Um, like be you, Gwen, you know, yeah. like don't stop trying to mimic other people and, mm -hmm. and um, but 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 this is gonna I, I'm gonna look at you and say this is my art right here me with you Aww. this is the art this <laughs> is my art and the more that I come and find and attract people who are willing to play and be an unabashedly like <laughs> look like a fool if need be <laughs> <or> <laughs> like 
<laughs> for me, there's a, a there's a certain beauty and power in actually um, like recording like a voice or recording um, or video or visual because it 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 I know that whatever occurs spans space and time, but yeah. it it offers a conduit of expansion like none other, um, where people can can interact with it at any moment in time when that is perfect for them right yeah. and and it's their present for them and so people being willing to do what you just did with me like is my art that's what brings me joy you yeah. know so people willing to just say okay I, you know normally this might be embarrassing you know or uh, you know but they're because they know what this is all about, they're willing to say, hey, it's not about me, right? Like, this is about me, but it's not about me. Like, it's not about yeah. me. It's about all of this. Like, yeah. Like, and like being willing to like step into that, like that's what makes me go, yeah. Like, that's the juice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, very juicy. That's so juicy. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I'm I encourage myself and I thank you for encouraging me more to continue to step on that edge. You know, mm. continue continue to allow my exploration of all these forms of sound, of color, of story, of music, of visuals to to come together in whatever unique way they get to whether it's you know like saying telling five people come here we're all going to interact and i don't know what's going to happen but it's going to be cool you know? <laughs> like you know the idea of that is just so amazing the idea of having enough friends who are creative enough that we could get together on a weekend and make a film and yeah. we don't even know what it's going to be but yes. we all have enough creativity and availability within ourselves that we can do it. And yeah. it's out in its beautiful art. Like yeah. that to me is like, oh, like, <laughs> awesome. Like, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I get to continue. I get to, you know, let it happen. I get to step out. <laughs> so I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Welcome to Channeling. I would love to hear your questions about channeling. Please contact me at gwenjuvenal.com. Hit the contact button and send me a note, and maybe I'll be answering your questions soon. Till the next episode of Welcome to Channeling. Own your stage and play on. Hot Muffin Media. If you're looking for an easy way to bring soul play into your life, please feel free to click on the link below where you'll receive a soul play meditation 
which brings you right into the energy of soul play and invites it into your world. Feel free to click on the link and enter play today.